EFT tapping, what it really is, is you are tapping on these points. You're verbalizing a concern or an issue in your life and you're making it neutral. That at its very core. And you're neutralizing a pattern that's not good for you. Maybe a belief system that's not good. Maybe it's just generalized stress and, and anxiety or a traumatic event that occurred. That's Amy Piper, and this is episode 448 of the Wellness Wisdom Podcast. Wellness Wisdom. We discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. How can we bring awareness and reverence to all the little mundane elements of our life? Wellness, I think, is a combination of understanding your own internal wants, needs, and desires. If you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Understanding that we are a piece of nature, you know, nature is where we belong, I think is a very comforting thing to understand that would certainly feed into wellness well. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Josh Trent. You're here on Wellness Wisdom. This is where we all discover the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial intelligence you and I need to live our life well. This is the place where we explore the pentagon of wellness so that you will leave this podcast more intelligent and more embodied than when you started. Today is episode 448, Amy Piper tapping for truth, the science and spiritual power of becoming your own healer through EFT tapping. Now, EFT has been used across the world for many decades and is a supplement or a separate modality when it comes to talk therapy for dealing with anxiety and depression. So if you've been to talk therapy a lot, or if you or somebody you love or care about is dealing with anxiety and depression, and maybe they've been to a talk therapist for a long time and they haven't gotten the results that they deserve, this is a potent podcast. Capital P, This is a capital P potent podcast for you to share with them or for you to absorb yourself. We're learning from an EFT tapping practitioner and trainer in Los Angeles who works with people both in person and virtually one-on-one. She trains EFT level one and two workshops to students across the world and professionals to add another healing practice to their quiver. Her name is Amy Piper and she teaches EFT. EFT tapping, EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques more commonly known as tapping. And my guest began her journey with EFT as a client over 15 years ago. Amy Piper, founder of tappingfortruth.com, is going to teach us about emotional acupuncture, a how-to guide for EFT tapping, the differences between EFT tapping, EMDR, and talk therapy, the science behind EFT tapping, how it works to help with anxiety and depression and stressing less throughout the day. How EFT tapping heals emotional weight, the trapped emotions that people create by not feeling them, and how people can use EFT to uncover the root of the belief systems that these weight issues were actually created from. We'll learn about the safe process of EFT tapping and how you personally can learn with Amy, whether you're a human being who is suffering with anxiety and depression, or a practitioner that can use this tool set to help others heal. Show notes from today are found at joshtrent.com forward slash 448. Make sure you pick up some Paleo Valley turkey sticks, my favorite. They're made with pasture-raised turkey. They're a lifesaver for me. They keep me out of being hangry. They keep me out of the hangry cave. And they're amazing for my gut with no nitrates or nitrites added, just exceptional meat and poultry with sea salt, 
raised without antibiotics and gluten-free. If you love this podcast, if you love your gut health, head over to joshtrent.com forward slash paleo valley. Use the code josh at checkout. You get 15% off. It's amazing. Not just one item, you get 15% off your entire shopping cart. Imagine if you're at the grocery store and the checker said, hey, um, if you give us a code, we'll give you 15% off your entire cart. That's exactly what's happening at joshtrent.com forward slash paleo valley. It's absolutely incredible. Use the code Josh for 15% off over at Paleo Valley. And it helps us. It helps my team produce this content for you and to continue to keep giving you this free content that can actually change your life if you apply it and if you embody it. So support the show and support yourself from the inside out. JoshTrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Use the code Josh. Now let's learn about this emotional freedom technique. We all deserve freedom. And Amy Piper is going to show us how to embody that. My intention for this podcast is to give people the practical, but also the spiritual. Both, both. Practical and spiritual because they're both important. Yeah, I always say the practical and the magical. That's what I always say. Yep. Well, we have done an incredible practice and it's been five years since we connected. (laughs) And we have this mutual friend, Joe DiStefano, here in Austin and he's doing this Runga event. I'm sure we're going to incorporate this EFT, which you're widely known for. Well, I know we've, we've talked about it and I'm just so excited. And, you know, we met here in Venice, here in, in, in LA. So it's cool. All these connections, you know. Yeah, we're all connected, including the meridians in the body, which was a lot of the research I was doing before our podcast today. Yeah. And I was coming across a lot of different practitioners. You know, your website is Tapping for Truth. We're going to go deep today, Amy, into all the things, all the things that that you represent to healing in the world and this modality. But a lot of people describe this as emotional acupuncture, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really fascinating because we're all familiar with like the needles that go in our body. Mm -hmm. But when we're tapping... And if you watched the beginning of this, you saw that Amy led me through a little section for myself to calm me based on my own struggles I'm having in my life. Would you describe it the same way, the emotional freedom technique? Um, is it really emotional acupuncture or is it something different from from your vantage point? Right. I mean, I think we say that to give people a frame of reference because everybody's heard of acupuncture, right? Well, most, I'd say most. I'm in California, so. Um, but yes, I think that giving people a frame of reference, like, why am I tapping on myself first? It's like, why do I do that? Right. Okay, great. These are meridian points in the body. People can, you know, even like, you know, science people or kind of people that maybe aren't into like alternative modalities might say, okay, I believe in the points in the body. Yeah. And I believe that if I tap on these, I can do something. I feel something. They exist. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you start there. And, and so emotional acupuncture is kind of an easy way to reference that. But really, I mean, I think we're, what it really is, is you are tapping on these points. You're verbalizing a concern or an issue in your life. And you're making it neutral. Mm. That at its very core. And you're neutralizing a pattern that's not good for you. Maybe a belief system that's not good. Maybe it's just generalized stress and and anxiety um, or a traumatic event that occurred. So it's all the range. But I think it's, yeah, you know, emotional acupuncture is an easy way to kind of say, bringing these things down to neutral, these things that are kind of disrupting your system um, from an energetic level, like your nervous system, right? Um, But physically too, with fight or flight. So 
depending on the audience I'm talking to, you know, yeah. I can make it more spiritual. I can make it more, we can get more physical about it. Well, we're it all really, the things. We're yeah, all the we're things. All, your show's all the things. It's, yeah. It's interesting because I, I went through, and, and maybe you can relate to this in your own life and practice. I went through a death and rebirth this year. Mm. Um, have you been through one of those? <laughs> so. I, I mean, yes. It, yes. Yeah, definitely. I think when I got on this path yeah. about six, seven years ago, sure. Mm-hmm. The world you were in before, which we'll talk about here in just a second, I went through a massive rebranding, rebirth, death and rebirth on 2-22-22, which was like a potent number. I feel like if we were ever going to do a big change in life, 2-22-22 was it. Yeah. So the podcast went from wellness force to wellness wisdom. And I oh, changed okay. my teaching model of you know mental, physical, emotional, spiritual to mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial. So the square became a pentagon. And I'm curious for you when, wow. when you use tapping with clients and when you really explore the depths of what they're feeling, what their body's trying to seek relief from, have you changed your teaching model from when you started your client work and your practice with EFT or has that foundation of EFT remained the same? Mm, good, good questions. I mean, I know that I've evolved um, in my intuition you know, as you use it, it's better and better. Like, I feel like I can cut through things so quickly now mm. when I start working with someone. But that said, I do think the foundations are the same, rooted in this um, just powerhouse of a technique uh, or technique, sorry, plural. Um, so no, that hasn't changed. But I think my ability to work with that person to get to the root quickly has, has evolved for the better, you know, where we can get through things faster. I mean, EFTs works pretty quickly just in general. That's why people love it. But I think uh, as a practitioner, I've gotten just sharp at getting, getting there fast, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, let's go to the base and then tell us the evolution from there. So the base of emotional freedom, um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a psychiatrist in the 60s who yeah. found it by accident. And then another totally. another emotional intelligence or, or mental health professional actually put the practicum on it. So mm-hmm. tell people how it started and found by accident, which is pretty cool. It wasn't yeah. an accident. And then it turned into this worldwide uh, phenomenon for healing. Totally, totally. Yeah, so I um, years ago, the psychologist, he was just playing around with a client and um, – he was studying, he was a psychologist, but he was, or psychiatrist, excuse me. And he was playing around with acupressure points. So he was like, oh, let me just try this with this woman that had some uh, severe water phobia. And so he just played around with tapping kind of randomly on certain points that associated with fear. And uh, she, I mean, it was like, though the story goes that it was like instantaneously gone. This is phobia. Um, and so from there it was born, but back then, apparently it was a very complicated set of points. So for, you know, a certain problem, you do this series of points for another problem, you do this series and it was very complicated. And then enter Gary Craig, who was a Stanford trained engineer turned kind of wellness guy who totally revamped it and, and, and really named it EFT. It was called thought field therapy before TFT. I like EFT more. EFT makes more sense. It does. Freedom. We all want freedom. 
Yeah, he worked with a bunch of um, uh, acupuncturists and developed and made it. So the points that I led you through at the beginning of the call. Yes. They never change, whether you're working on PTSD, whether it's a relationship problem, whether you have some sort of phobia, whatever the thing is. So that's like, it's so much easier for the client because they can just kind of get relaxed. A lot of my clients close their eyes while they're tapping. They know the points. They can go inward. How long do they last? I know we did something brief, but still it made me yawn. So I know it's working. Because yes. uh, yawning is a is a catharsis, even if it's micro it or macro. We always look for like yawning, eye watering, um, yeah. you know, eye gaze, everything kind of shifting. Because mm-hmm. when I I lead my students or I, I go and to do breath work myself, I must I, I I can yawn fifty times in one session, and so yeah. I'm curious with EFT. You know, you could do three minutes, five minutes, but what is the average time frame for people? And this is for practitioners, by the way, that are coaches, mm-hmm. therapists. This is also for human beings that have trauma, which is essentially all of us, capital T, lowercase t. Mm-hmm. But how long does that last? Like, what's the range of time where you actually get the benefit? Is it three minutes? Is it an hour? Is it somewhere in between? Yeah, well, I mean, you could do EFT yourself, and and that's what we really teach, or I teach my clients, is you can start your day and do it for three minutes and feel great. Um, so you start with three to five minutes in the morning if you're overwhelmed or whatever the feeling is. In a session, if we're kind of going after a particular problem, we're doing several, several rounds during that 90-minute session. But we're starting with a certain issue. Like you came to me saying, oh, I feel like I'm just really feeling in, you know, the intensity of my sensitivity. We start there. Yeah. And every three to five rounds, so those cycles I took you through, we stop and check in. Hey, how are you feeling now? And then they might say, you know what? Now I'm really feeling this. And so it keeps shifting throughout the session and you're just literally peeling back the layers. And it's just, I mean, it just feels kind of like a miracle, really, because it's just this way to keep peeling back to get to the root of something pretty quickly. Um, So every, I'd say every three to five rounds, I'm stopping and saying, hey, how's that anger now? Let's say it's anger. Hey, how's that resentment? Well, you know what? Now I'm, I'm, I'm done with the anger, but now I'm really sad. Great. Super sad. So it's, 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 it's changing throughout the session. So yeah. as this morphs into really, if you look at Hawkins' work or anyone in emotional intelligence, the frequencies, you go from, you know, the lowest emotion, which is shame. I mean, shame is the worst thing we can feel, right? And then you eventually come up around 200, 250 to courage. Yeah. And then after courage is acceptance and then inspired action. So for people that have heard of EFT tapping, and by the way, I want to make sure like, EFT, emotional freedom technique, is tapping and tapping is EFT, correct? Yeah, they can okay. use So it's interchangeable. When yes. people are looking at this work, how does it differentiate from EMDR or talk therapy? You know, yeah. or, or are they just more synergistic? Yeah, EMDR is a specific, um, you know, you have to be a, um, I believe you have to be a psychologist to be trained in it. You have to be a licensed therapist. And you're strictly using the eye gaze. So it's a kind of, um, I don't want to say re-traumatization, but you're going through the trauma, but using this eye gaze technique to disengage from it. Um, I do have clients, some have tried it, some like it, some don't. I've I've gotten mixed reviews on it. I personally haven't tried it, 
But again, it is the same as EFT in a sense that we're trying to neutralize a trauma. And EMDR is using the eye gaze for that, whereas we're using the tapping. Um, regarding traditional talk therapy, I think it has its place, definitely, because you you can talk through things and get a lot of rational thinking yeah. and figure out why you have a problem. But the difference is, and when my clients come to me, they've often already done talk therapy, I'd say 95% of the time. And they're coming to me saying, you know, I try this. I did learn a lot, but I'm still having the panic attacks or I'm still having the trouble in my relationship or this trauma pattern keeps happening. So where the EFT comes in, and it's a beautiful compliment to talk therapy too, if people want to do both, is that we're getting after where it's held in the brain. So we're really going after fight or flight and we're going after the limbic brain. That's why we're tapping. So when I say limbic brain, just think emotional brain, right? Where fight or flight is held, where the freeze response is held. So if you're a child and you can't run or fight, mm-hmm. you, you go into freeze. And I'm sure your listeners know this. All of that is stored in the body. <laughs> like mm-hmm. every time you go into the freeze response. The body keeps the score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to sum that up, when you tap while talking, you're accessing that nonverbal part of the brain. So let's say someone can say to me, hey, I know why I had the panic attack or I know why I keep having this problem. I can't stop it though. Let's say it's an addiction. Say it's a phobia. They very well can tell me when it started. This is why it keeps happening. So it's like, let's go after that part of the brain that doesn't register spoken language. Let's tap and see if we can um, go after that and neutralize it. What is that part of the brain? Is it the limbic system? Is it the, yeah, is it the, the default Im- mode network? What's going yeah, on there? We talk about the amygdala a lot um, and just that part of the limbic system where fight or flight, fear, um, a lot of those kind of autonomic responses are um, that don't respond to spoken language. So you could, I use panic attack a lot as a reference just because people understand that a lot. People understand anxiety because they've experienced it. Um, in that you could be safe in your home and know you're safe. You're looking around, but your body still goes into the full-blown panic attack. Yes. You can tell yourself, hey, I'm safe. I'm home. Body's still in it. I mean, I've seen this happen, right? So the person's still in a full-blown panic. They know they're okay rationally, but that part of the brain is so activated because of something that happened. Maybe things happen more than once. Maybe it was an isolated time. In any event, we want to go back, neutralize that, bring that whole thing down. So bringing the cortisol levels down and accessing that part where this um, response happened. We're half beast, half spirit. I I talk about it. It makes perfect sense. I talk about this all the time. And I was just, I was recording an interview for another show yesterday. And I said exactly what you said, but you said it in a very eloquent way with really the lens of neurology of what's going on with our axons and dendrites in our brain. We're, we are a machine, Amy, we're a beast and you're a soul inside of your body. (laughs) And so am I. We, we chose to incarnate on earth at this time. Absolutely. So both of these things, and this is where I find, and I'm curious how you feel about this, in our industry, I guess you could say of wellness, 
there are there are two camps that that like to kind of play in the illusion that they're that they're separate or that we're separate. And one camp says science, 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 science is a god. Yeah. And then the other side, without the right awareness, can say, well, actually, all there is is love. And all we need to do is go meditate on the top of a mountain mm. and just, you know, tap all day long and never come down to the 3D world and experience challenges and problems. Where's the middle of that for you? And how does right. EFT play into that for support? Yeah, that's so great. That's really funny. I love how you said that. Because um, we're not monks meditating in a cave, right? That's what uh, my yoga teacher always says. We're like, not. That would be so great and easy, right? Well, yeah. no, I don't know if it'd be easy, but... Um, and like life is can be... It's hard, right? I mean, I love life. I love earth. Love being here. Um, but life is... It throws stuff at you. And I think that this tool... And I don't think it's the only tool for sure. I think EFT is amazing, but I also do yoga. I also meditate, you know, whatever your little toolbox is. Yeah. EFT is one of mine, one of my top three. And I think it just works so well when during the day life is happening. Someone hurts your feelings, something happens, you're triggered, uh, you know, you can tap right then and there and, 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 immediately bring your cortisol levels down. So someone who's, let's say, sciencey, well, they'll go, well, how does this work? They have a ton of research right now about EFT and the cortisol levels and how just within 10 minutes it's going down. So you say, okay, that's a real thing. It's a science thing. That's a way I can get through my day when these things happen. And whether that's just being in traffic, yeah. whether that's an argument with your spouse, kids, life, everything, right? So I think it is that idea that we're householders and we're not in the cave, we're on the mountain and we need stuff to help us navigate through. I mean, I know I do at least, you know. Yeah. That's so, an interesting phrase, householder. Where did yeah. you pull that from? Is that from India, householder? You know, it's funny. That's a big term. Um, the kind of yoga I practice, I mean, I love I love all forms, but the one that I've um, trained in is Kundalini yoga. Yes, and so there's this kind of, well, this phrase we always say that we're householders and here's a tool to use every day. You know, you can do a little meditation you can do it three minutes. You can do it for an hour whatever to keep you. Cause and they always say this because we're not isolated on the mountain in the cave or whatever. So that, that word householder comes from that lineage. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I've heard of, you know, our body is the only place we'll ever live because it is it's our house. So we better take care of our house. So I yeah. hold my house literally and figuratively. I walk in my meat suit, which is my house. <laughs> That's so funny. I, 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 I think like about, that. I think about all the stimuli that comes at us all the time, Amy. And, and I'm wondering what is it about the pairing of obviously being still being facilitated through EFT tapping but also the somatic experience, the physical portion of the EFT combined with the intentionality. What's the secret sauce there? In other words, with the blending of, of the physicality and the somatic experience and also being led through the different points, the, the meridians, what's actually going on there to make it yeah. a synergistic blend? I have a great handout for this, but um, it, it each of those points is kind of the end of a meridian pathway and it relates to different organs in the body, but then also different emotions. So for example, that point that's right below the breast line, right on the rib cage, that a lot of fear, anger, 
resentment. They say that that point is relative. Liver. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So people, you know, say, well, why am I tapping here or there? All of these. And a lot of times I will send clients this so they can see, oh, why am I like, what is that point associated with? Some people don't care. They're like, it works. I don't want to know. Yeah. But other people want to know, oh, what is? Okay. Shame is here. Um, Anger, fear, you know, naming the different things. Um, And each of those meridian, each of those, excuse me, points is associated with that, a certain meridian pathway. And so when we access that through physical touch, through one of our senses, it is helping to calm the portion of the brain that essentially um, doesn't use words to feel better, right? There's no exactly. words you could tell the brain if the brain is in a trigger in a loop. You mm-hmm. can say anything, but if you're not actually addressing it where it lives in the energetic system of the body, then we don't really have a chance to clear it. Exactly. You said that perfectly. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that's why we're pairing and people say, well, why do you talk then? But well, you have to verbalize it, right? We are working with the frontal cortex too, right? The mind. Yeah. So yeah. um you know, I just to give an example, but a lot of my clients come to me and they'll tell me, you're the first person I've said this to. You know, this is the first time I've talked about I, that I was sexually abused as a kid. Or you're the second person that's ever known that this happened to me. I think, yeah. wow, well, I am so grateful to be the one here with you, helping you through this with you, right? I'm not doing this to them. We're doing it together. And just tapping and just saying what happened. So even though this really awful thing happened to me when I was five, I'm working to get through it, right? And then we're going through and maybe just saying what happened. Maybe you just start there. Then we might go into the emotion, you know, whether that's sadness, resentment, anger. So I think that you are talking to access the frontal lobe too, right? But then you're tapping to get to those, like you said, these meridian, these things we can't even see. Yeah. They are so deep. I mean, the meridian system is like, I can't even go there, right? It's this unseen energy system, but we know it works, you know? So everyone who's curious, go to joshtrent.com forward slash 448. That's our episode number. Amy, I'm going to get that resource for you about the organs and the location of energy. And we'll put oh, that yeah. in our show it's notes. It's a great so, handout. Yeah. Gosstrend.com forward slash 448. So Amy can give that to us. I'm curious for you, like with all the past six years plus and everything that even got you to the bulkhead of EFT tapping, mm-hmm. what was going on with you from an emotional or nervous system perspective that maybe you were yourself were stuck in fight or flight? Yeah, mine was, um, it's funny. I found EFT probably like several years before training in it. And I was a client and someone had just recommended it to me. I was more stuck in a relationship pattern. So I kept having the exact same relationship, romantic relationship. Yeah. It was like the same guy with a different guy, right? Over and over. I thought one day I woke up like, this is wild. What kind of guy was it? Like emotionally unavailable, bad boy, narcissist or something else? They would leave very quickly, very suddenly. Um, I mean- everything's perfect. Wake up one day out. And I'm like, yeah, the second or third time you're going, all right, what, what's going on here? There's something weird going on. So I kind of was seeking out some, I was very sad at this point. This person was someone I thought I was going to marry. Mm. Um, and someone said, Hey, why don't you try EFT? 
And it just worked so quickly. I dropped the sadness. I figured out why this pattern was happening. And it that I would call trauma, you know, there's little T trauma and big T trauma, right? Yeah. This was kind of a little T trauma in my life um, when I was a kid. But when you're younger than seven years, you're super, you know, you're hyper suggestible. So even little things can really get magnified, right? Like a birth of a Even you know, a comment. A parent can say totally. one comment and it imprints and then totally. you spend your life. Yeah. <laughs> recovering. And so, you know, maybe having a sibling born. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe if your mother was happened to in, in my life, my mom lost her mom when I was little. Mm-hmm. And so there was that kind of a, 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 I don't want to call it abandonment. I mean, I was loved and cared for, but there was a disconnect for a while there of her loss and, you know, affected us children. Anyway, so this was too much to get into, but it was showing up in my life and my romantic relationships. And once I did this tapping, I, I think I had, I don't know, two, three sessions. That pattern never repeated again. It was broken. And so it was just like, wow, this is magical. And so over the years, I would reach out to this practitioner as needed. You know, my dad had cancer. My dad passed away, maybe trouble in a relationship. I went to EFT and just, it was just magical in how it would help me like neutralize things quickly, get to the root of it, clear it and move forward. And so um, the story really is that I then, my practitioner, who's lovely, she said, why aren't you going into this? You love this so much. I said, I don't know. You're right. And so I flew out to California. I didn't live here at the time and trained. And from that point forward, it just put me on a trajectory of, um, I came out to LA and just everything happened. You know, I think everything opened and I dropped a lot of probably negative belief systems and negative patterns. What was the wisdom of what happened when you were younger that came through from EFT? You mean going back and kind of healing around? Yeah, when you oh, were experiencing what had occurred, what was yes, the wisdom yes, yes. you learned from that as an adult practicing oh, EFT? Right, I see what you're saying now, that I'm connected and not alone. Right, I think there was a feeling of this, where this kind of abandonment was showing up, was just this feeling of, well, I'm alone. Right? <sighs> um, and really, when we do EFT, it's really amazing when I'm working with someone, if it's something that happened when you were young, so when I say young, I mean below seven years. There aren't that many beliefs that are formed. It's like six, seven, eight beliefs. It's I'm unlovable. I'm alone. World is not safe. Just to name a few. There really Money aren't that many. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yes. <laughs> Money's I, bad. I, right. Yeah. Money's bad. Like, I mean, it isn't like clients are like, wow. I'm like, no, it's really not. You know, it's really, there aren't that many when you go back to when you're a kid you know, I'm unworthy, right? What's so special about me? Um, I'm bad. I'm inherently bad or flawed, but, you know, another word to put it. Uh, I'm dirty. Okay. If something happened maybe in the uh, sexual um, molest realm. Uh, so, so you go back and you just find it pretty quickly. What, what, what was the belief? What was the negative belief that was formed? Now I'm speaking 
you know, mostly around a, a, a trauma that would ha- have happened in, in the childhood. Um, a parent's divorce. Kids think it's their fault. And even though it's no way their fault, when you're young, your kids internalize things as somehow I, this is my fault. Right. And it's it's because their brains, I think, are still in that, uh, they call it like a hypnagogic state before seven years of age, and they just believe certain things. So, so yeah. Yeah. Things get so deep in the subconscious. And I don't care who you follow, any human being that's done any work of research from, from past masters or contemporary masters, mm-hmm. they're all saying the same thing with different words. And mm-hmm. that is 90% or so of how we show up in the world is subconscious. Mm. And I like want that to really hit for everyone. It yeah. is subconscious. So if the body keeps score and the, and the body is the subconscious mind showing itself to the world. So if I'm carrying extra weight, that's subconscious. If I'm having an eating disorder, that's subconscious. Yeah. If I'm cutting myself, whatever it is, I mean, we could list a lot of things that, that are deleterious to us. Mm-hmm. They're happening on a deep, 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 non-visual subconscious storage unit. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? And what comes up for clients in that exact realm for EFT? Yeah, well, a lot of times when we're tapping, I say, because they'll say, well, why are you saying some of these negative things? I say, don't worry, I'm just talking to your subconscious mind. <laughs> um, and and just to yeah. be clear, I'm not making these up. I'm writing down things they're saying. Yeah. So we're chatting for a good 20 minutes. Got the stuff down. When I repeat it back to them, they'll say, I said that, you know, wow, right? So we are going after the subconscious mind. Um, To your point about, I love, I really love working um, with weight and EFT, right? On either end. With weight, you said? Uh Uh-huh, weight. Let's say you mentioned weight or, you know, weight loss. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like weight on the body. I was, I was visualizing you with a client with like having them put a sandbag on their chest, but you're talking about physical weight. Physical weight. Let me clear. Yeah. Yes. So, um, they come, I'm sorry. They come to me with weight issues, but, um, and it's just really amazing to go back. And it's just what you said is let's go back and figure out where did this start or excuse me, when, yeah. And what was going on in your life? There's a list of like, five, six questions I ask, and you just get a wealth of information of where to begin, right? And really saying what part of this is emotional weight, right? Obviously diet, exercise, all that. But I'm saying, taking all that out, let's just look at the emotional component um, and, and really start there. And it's like you said, there's just a lot of subconscious thoughts, which could be, I need this weight to protect me. This weight insulates me from the world or the pain or whatnot. I mean, there's several different Mm -hmm. reasons. I'm just naming a few. A breakup or being hurt again or, you know, never again will I let someone do that to me. So I'll put this padding on so they won't get in. Totally. I mean, it seems like so simple. You think, really? But it kind of is that very real. And then they spend. Relationship. I've seen this so much. I was a trainer for 10 years in, in gyms. And so many clients would come in and they'd be crushing it with their workouts yeah. and they'd be eating great, but they wouldn't get any results. And I'm like, what? I was scratching my head. Like, what is going on here? And then when I, when I really started to lean my own heart into wellness, I found out about the subconscious 
and about all these deep seated things that are constantly growing, constantly festering. You can be the smartest person in the world. And I want to know if you see this play out in your clients. You can be a doctor. You could even be a yoga instructor. You could be someone even in the health realm struggling yourself with some health aspect, Mm -hmm. but you just haven't uncovered the really the well inside of your own subconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you've been holding on to whenever what's really great is when you first, someone first comes to you and says um, they have a problem and let's say it's very surface, something like I'm not getting along with my boss. Okay. So we'll take something like that. Um, I'm not like, what happened to you when you were five? You know, we don't, we just start like, I'm chill, yeah. right? I'm like, yeah. all right, tell me what's wrong. What's, what's going on? Well, and they're complaining, right? I'm writing it all down. What's going on? And we just start there. And then as we're going through it, they're like, you know who this boss reminds me of? Who's, you know, who's standing in, right? Is it mom, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, brother, sister, you name it. Mm. And where is this showing up in my life, right? Why is this this happening? Maybe they had a boss in the past job that was a problem too. So you're kind of like, it could be isolated, but you are usually looking for a pattern. And, you know, you get people coming to you for something like that. We start there. Then we kind of go back like, well, has this happened to you before? You know, or back to the weight issue. When was, if it, let's say it's been a, maybe a ongoing issue in different parts of their life. When did it start? Did it ever go away? Did you ever not have the problem? So with just some real basic questions, you can kind of figure out what was going on in their life at the time and kind of go from there. But yeah, people, what people come to you for and then what you end up working on is always kind of a fun surprise. Yeah. It's like, what do people want versus what do you intuitively know that they need as far as relief? Because, because everyone's seeking relief when they come to EFT, I'm sure that's the number one thing I need relief, correct? Yeah. Yes. Just from all the stress or anxiety or whatever the thing they're dealing with. Right. This is an interesting, go ahead. But they'll just say to me, like, how did we get here? You know, like we'll start (laughs) with something like very, um, I think, I feel like maybe like a relationship problem, let's say, oh, my husband this or, you know, and I'm all right. So we start there and it might just be that. And we can tap to take that stress level down for sure. But I'd say more often than not, we kind of get after other stuff that needs to come out in the subconscious, like you're saying, that's been held there. So the lower level or the somatic, the subconscious and somatic connection is uh, showing up as a terrible marriage or, or a relationship that you keep attracting, you know, it's the same narcissist guy or it's the same unemotional available woman, whatever it is. It's interesting because I think about, and this might be a question you've never been asked before. When we look at spiritual bypassing of a healing path, can that be caught by EFT? In other words, if somebody's really, really good, if their, if their ego is very strong at, having people around them see, quote, quote, bunny ears, if you're listening in the car, see that they're doing the work, but they're really smart and they're actually using the work, whether it's yoga or EFT, to bypass their own healing. Is that possible with EFT or will EFT bring that up regardless? 
I, well, I think I really believe it does. It, 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 it will uncover it. I do. And if they're not ready, I probably won't see them again after one session. Do you know what I mean? will get scared about healing and never come Totally. Back. This doesn't yeah. happen a lot, but yeah, once in a while, I'll get that one-off session where it worked or we got into something that they were not ready to deal with. And that's fine. You know yeah. what? Reach out to me. And you know, sometimes six months later, they come back hey, I'm ready. Right. Yeah. So yes, I think it does find it. I don't think you can bypass. If that person is not ready, they might have to, they might have to come back around when they're ready. What, what actually makes someone ready? <sighs> Ugh, good question. Um, I, I just think it's a willingness. Mm-hmm. I think that's all. Is just it from saying, their soul or is it from some other place? Oh gosh. Well, those are really good questions. I have to think it's on a soul level of saying, I am so ready to drop this pattern. I mean, I could speak for myself. That was me. I was so tired of it. Um, and wanting a healthier relationship that I would do anything. Right? I was like, I'll try anything. So they said EFT. I'm like, I'll do it. Um, I think that, so the readiness I think is, I, I do not want this pattern anymore, or I do not want this trauma anymore. Um, I had a woman that had it, um, experienced sexual assault and she was just so tired, you know, years later of still being haunted by that. And she's like, I am just done. Hmm. So I do, I think it's just, um, it probably, I would say it is on the soul level of, of just that readiness. And I would say those that aren't ready, I don't, I I'm sure maybe they just, it, it can be scary. And I think their soul does want it, but maybe it just gets really overwhelming. And um, sometimes when you're really used to a habit or used to a way of being, you're almost afraid to drop it. Because you get something safe. Well, yeah. Is it safe to let go of this fear? You know, let's say I'm terrified of men. Let's say that's my thing. And and I say, well, we're going to get rid of that, right? I mean, I don't say it like, but you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, they might think, well, no, this is my built-in safety mechanism. Or let's say they come to me for weight loss and they say, you know what? I really want to lose this weight. I know it's emotional. I say, great. We start working and then they realize, gosh, if I lose this weight, I'm going to have to start dating again. Or if I lose this weight, if a female, I might attract men again. I don't want to yeah. attract men are not safe. So is there a secondary gain, right, of keeping this weight on? Am I keeping the weight on because I, I don't want to date? You know, I, I'm saying that specifically for someone that might say, well, I'll start dating once I lose the 20 pound or whatever the thing is, you know. Great. Um, well, if I'm working on that and they are not ready or that's scary, they are going to resist that, right? So I guess readiness is just, Allowing the fear to drop, we're allowing the resistance to drop and the readiness for change. Does that make sense? Perfect. And going through the stages of processing that fear, mm-hmm. that trauma, that belief, whatever it is. Yeah. There ain't no shortcuts, y'all. I'm going to be straight up with you. Yeah. I've tried to do, I'm 42 this year. I've tried to do the shortcuts so many times. Yeah. And they turned into long cuts. Yeah. They're actually longer. So I want everyone to like really feel what Amy's saying. Like, yes, we've heard the old adage, the only way out is through. And I think we know that like it's some kind of shortcut. 
you know, it's some kind of like uh, soliloquy we hear, like the only way out is through. And it's like, we know that on an intellectual mm-hmm. level, but on a heart level, the only way out is through is fucking scary. Yeah. And I think uh, I love that you brought that up because I think what is nice or really great about EFT is it provides a pretty, a very safe container to do it in, to go through it. And it doesn't have to be long. You are not coming to me or any practitioner for a year for the same problem. Mm-hmm. You better only need three to five. You know, if it's, I mean, I do have regular clients that come to me for different things. They're not coming to me about the issue with their mom again and again and again. You know, we should be resolving that um, in a series of a few sessions, right? But I think the beauty is, is that, it, yeah, the only, you, you do have to go through it, but you're providing this way to, to, to get rid of it and you're tapping through it to clear it. So, so it doesn't take a long time. It doesn't have to be so painful. Um, Cause like you're kind of, you're rapidly peeling back the layers uh, of the anger, of the resentment, of the name, whatever you want to say. So you do have to go through it, but I think it provides a really safe way to feel um, and release. If that, if that makes sense. I think some people say, well, I get this a lot. Well, I'm not angry anymore. I, I'm not angry at my mom anymore. I, I got over that years ago. Great. We start tapping. <laughs> it's like, no, they didn't, right? It's really there. And we go through it. And then they feel on the other side of that so much better. So it's, I think my advocate inside is saying, what do you mean three to five sessions, Amy? That's what my advocate is saying. And then of course my heart is like, well, anything is possible if I'm willing to look past the paradox. And I think the paradox is the very thing I want, which is loving connection. Let's say I'm, I'm a woman or I'm a man and I'm wanting relationship. The very thing that I want and that my heart desires, I am blocking to keep myself mm-hmm. safe. That's yeah. the kind of paradox that I'm talking about. How do you get people over that paradox so that it is a faster healing process. I'm sorry. Do you mean if they have resistance to the work or they don't think it's going to work? Yeah. I was just coming to terms with the paradox myself live in real time. That's why I love podcasting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was feeling that in this moment with all of us here. So the paradox I'm describing yeah. is, uh, let's use myself. Okay? okay. I, I, before I met Carrie, I would constantly be in relationships where I would leave. That was like, Mm -hmm. I would leave, I would leave, I would leave, I would leave. Mm -hmm. Because what I found when I explored a lot of different modalities was I didn't want to end up like my parents. If I stay, I'll end up like my parents. That kind of gut belief. And so with her and with our relationship, I'm here. I'm here no matter what. And my love is always bending, always changing, always ever evolving. Mm -hmm. But that paradox where... You know, for a long time, the very thing that I wanted, which was love and connection, was the very thing that I chose to make up a belief about that I couldn't be involved in. So that paradox of I want something, but I'm protecting myself from it. How do you get clients over that hump so that they can go through the quicker process of using EFT? Hey, friend, just a quick message about veggies. I hate them. I've never really enjoyed the taste of veggies. Uh, I'll be honest with you, but you don't have to eat so many. 
to get the nutrients and vitamins you need to stay healthy. That's why Organifi Green Juice has become an incredible superfood blend for myself and my family. Organifi Green Juice is a beautiful superfood blend rich in micronutrients. One of them is Moringa. Now, Moringa is known as nature's most perfect vitamin. It's rich in minerals, antioxidants, and amino acid. It contains nine times the protein of yogurt, 10 times the vitamin A as carrots, and 15 times the potassium of bananas, 17 times the calcium of milk. The body needs these macros and micros for optimal health, and we understand the importance of macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbs. These make up the majority of our diet, but oftentimes micronutrients, they're neglected. Supercharge your immune system, get this moringa inside of the Organifi green juice, and actually enjoy a juice that tastes good and not just like fresh cut lawn grass. <laughs> you can grab this at joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi. That's joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi. You get 20% off. Use the code wellnessforce. That's code wellnessforce for 20% off. It's the deepest, biggest, most grandfather, grandmother discount you will find online. It's joshtrend.com forward slash Organifi. You can just go to the Organifi site, pick out all your products, and then save 20% off every single thing in your shopping cart. Support your health, support your micronutrients over at joshtrend.com forward slash Organifi and make health easier for yourself. So that paradox of I want something, but I'm protecting myself from it. Mm -hmm. How do you get clients over that hump so that they can go through the quicker process of using EFT. Right. Well, I mean, usually if there's any resistance or like that, I guess, I guess that initial thing of safety, security, and like resistance to the change. Of, like a closed heart, essentially. Totally. We start there. Uh-huh. I mean, I have people who just come to me, they're like, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm, I want to do it, but I feel like, so I don't even start, I'm not even starting with their issue. I'm, I'm going to tap on the resistance first. There's no point in me even getting into the, you know that until we tap on, I have tried everything and I've never lost weight. And I don't think this is going to work either. I don't even know why I'm here. This, mm. You know, whatever. You go so right go to through. the truth right there. We do. So, I mean, sometimes you're starting a session. I've had, um, and again, I know I was saying three to five sessions. I hate to promise numbers, but I just saying in general, yeah. if you're working on a particular issue, you want to, you want results, right? Now, that issue, let's say relationship with mom or dad, whatever. Yeah. Then that heals, but then you want to work on you and your spouse. You know, so you do have clients coming back to you, but you're moving into the another thing. You know, you're not still working on that. That that first part should be resolved. And then maybe you have other things you want to work on. But for my example of how I said I worked on relationship stuff to clear that pattern that shouldn't have been some sort of thing that went on for months. I mean, that it was cleared, I think, and probably from what I recall, like it was three to five sessions. Did I have other things I needed to work on? Absolutely. But then you move into that, right? But for folks that come to me, um, like I've had some people, this, this is very, um, particularly for any sort of molest, assault, you know, in, the, in the sexual assault realm, they sometimes, we can't even tap on that because they are so terrified just to even go there. Makes sense. So our first session, I mean, you're hoping that by the end of it, you might get into something, but I've, I've taken whole sessions just tapping on the fear of going there. I am, I am terrified to open up this box. 
I have kept this down for so long and opening it is just going to be an absolute mess. I'm terrified, right? So we just kind of start and tapping through. For those who are listening, I'm, I'm tapping to the points. I've just, I've just done that before of like, and then the next session's like, okay, I think I can talk to you about what happened. Mm. It would be my mistake as a practitioner if I'm like, we're going to talk about the rape that you had. No, they don't even, they don't want to say that word, right? They wrote it on the intake form. They're like, they don't even want to refer to it. We're just going to dance around it. So that first session, you're sometimes just trying to like get them comfortable to talk to you about something that's really painful. That takes a lot of grace and finesse and skill as a practitioner mm-hmm. to not just want to heal somebody right now and want to dig in and, and get it all done. So what is it about your specific way of practicing EFT with clients that allows you to take, it's from what it sounds like, a slow, intuitive approach, but also something that doesn't take years to heal? I find that interesting. <laughs> well, I'm laughing right now because I'm like, oh, I think I learned the hard way early on because I okay. was like, I'm going to go after it. I know what the problem is, right? I could see it, right? You could see, the, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's all there. Well, yeah, that was the problem though. If they, if I pushed them, I mean, I'm generally, I'm just not a pushy person in general. So it wasn't that hard, but there was this healer part of me, if you want to call that. I don't even like to really use that word, but you know, oh, I'm going to, I know what's wrong, right? Well, who am I, right? They need to be ready. And this is on their terms. That's the cool thing about EFT versus like maybe if you were going to a, like a psychologist or psychiatrist where maybe psychiatrists were there driving the session. The EFT session is driven by the client. So you're only working on what they want to work on. Mm. I mean, I can, I do suggest and lead gently, definitely. Um, but if you push something and they're not ready, you will lose that client. So to your, to your point, I think it's just learning to do the dance between of a gentle nudge, like, hey, I know you might not be ready to work on this. This is something down the road I would suggest. I know you're not ready today to tell me about, let's say, I, I'm thinking of this um, like, like a rape situation. I know you're not ready today, but I would say that eventually down the road, it'd be great if we could talk about this. And they just know, okay, great. We're not doing it today. Yeah. Great. But I, if I said, oh, I can clear this trauma for you right now, they're like, I don't want to talk to you about it. <sighs> this is a really bad thing that happened to me. Yeah. I'm laughing so yeah, I think because- I just, You learn the hard way. <laughs> I learned the hard way. I'm, I think. I'm laughing because I have definitely done that myself, whether it's with whether it's with myself or my friends or even clients too. And, and you know, I see this in breath work a lot. I'm curious how you think this applies to EFT and to your work, where when people come in, it's like the fresh kind of rookie instructors or the rookie practitioners. They'll just be like, we're going to heal everything. We're going <laughs> to heal everyone, you know? And, and what I love about yours, and it reminds me, we'll, we'll link this in our show notes too. And we're also going to talk about some of your trainings. Um, I know you're going to be doing those, I think again this year, right? Your trainings? I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm just so setting we'll definitely the dates have, up. We can we'll have time to talk it. about those. But but I want to talk about this this what you're doing, it's really, it really feels like systematic desensitization, which is like this psychological term. You're yes. getting someone, for an example, that has um, a fear of an elevator. And I, I heard Jordan Peterson talk about this. That my, Ooh, I integrated yeah. it into my breathe program. And I thought, okay, this is beautiful. You, the last thing you want to do with somebody that's scared of an elevator is throw them into an elevator. No, yeah. that, that is terrible. And like you're saying with your EFT clients, 
You're not going to go right to the sexual trauma session one, moment one. That, that's yeah. not how it works. Can you unpack that just a little bit more so we can get a little more granular on this systematic desensitization where you're really taking one step slowly, intuitively at a time towards the trauma or towards the fear? Right. I mean, I think, um, oh gosh, there's so much there thinking about. Yeah, I think I'm <laughs> laughing because my own approach in my life whenever I've had an issue is to go after it full force, right? I'm going to find the thing. And I think it's the balance of knowing not everybody wants to do it that way, right? I'm like, I mean, think about living in LA. It's like a playground for healers, right? And I think- um, A lot of them are are wounded. They're wounded wounded. and they're teaching people how to heal their wounds, but they're not healed themselves. Anyways, totally different podcast. So I think, I know we could talk about that for hours, but I do think for me, I've always kind of been full force in my own, when I see an issue that I'm having or a pattern, I'm like, oh, I do want it. So that kind of like, yes, I'm in, I I will do the thing. But I, and that's been just such a journey of learning is that everybody's on their own timeline. Right. So I think knowing that, but how to unpack it. Oh gosh. It's just so different with every client. You know, some of them are really full force. They're just like, like we're talking about, we are, and they want to go after and they're not afraid. I find that other people will use language that distances the problem. Well, I have this wound, they'll say to me, right, from when I was a child. And I'll say, oh, okay. Well, can you tell me about that? You know? And they'll use language that's this kind of, um, I guess the word's esoteric or you're kind of like um, new agey. Sorry, that was the word I wanted. Where they distance themselves. And I'll be like, well, can we just get after what the thing, are you mad? Are you, are you, do you have shame? You know, what is, so I think I try to kind of deconstruct it first if they're trying to, to distance the thing from this detached way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really respond to how they're talking. How are they telling me about it? Is there resistance? Um, if, if there's shame, I start right there. We are not going anywhere until that's cleared right? Because that's that real low level um, vibration. You really can't get to anything else until you clear that out. So I think it just, I listen to them. I, I, I see where they're at, their readiness. And then I just start there. And really it's such a miracle, even when I'm like, oh God, what are we going to do? I'm not sure where to start. You know, um, I just start tapping on what they're telling me. That's the amazing thing. I'm sitting here writing down and then adding in, right? I am using my intuition, but I'm really using their words. And they'll be like, oh, you're so good. And I'm like, I'm actually just repeating back what you told me. You know, I mean, I am, I am adding. But so I think just to unpack it, it's, it's, it's just, it naturally works to peel back layers so magically that it, it just really unfolds for you in the session. But I think it's first seeing where your client is. That's powerful. So Which for is, every you know, learning, for every single emotional intelligence practitioner or just human being that wants to go deeper into this work, obviously you can go to tappingfortruth.com. That's Amy's website and just contact her. Yes. But the trainings, this is really cool because a lot of people, especially here in Austin, LA, Chicago, um, all the big cities, right? Mm-hmm. Yoga instructors or life coaches or just honestly, if you're a coach of any kind straight up and you work with humans, which is hopefully you're not 
you know, trying to make a dog run a business. <laughs> Hopefully you're just like a human working with humans because, and I'm sure even animals could benefit from EFT. I don't know. Do animals do EFT? Is that even a well, It's kind of hilarious. You can actually tap for your animal. Can you? It's called surrogate tapping. Okay. Um, this is a whole thing, but that's a, a whole different um, thing. And you can tap for babies too. Um, you imagine so. the baby and you tap as if you, you are the infant or toddler. Uh, I do work with children quite young once they can start tapping on themselves. But if it's a baby or toddler, you can actually tap energetically for them. Tell us about the trainings because um, we had talked about this and whatever, whatever feels good for you, actually, we haven't talked about it. So here we are talking about on the show. Um, I know you wanted to incentivize people to take the program. So I'll just say code Josh and then you and I will figure out later what works best for you as far as sure. people getting a discount or people getting something really cool, ex- exclusive. I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Um, I was just setting up the dates. Um, I am doing an in-person, excuse me, an online over Zoom training in June. And then I am going to do it, um, an in-person in Ojai in September. Okay. So I am doing in-persons there. Um, there's a lovely studio in Ojai for those of you who don't know, it's about an hour and a half from LA, north of LA. Uh, but I am doing an online one in June. I think, you know, that really helps people from all over be able to come and not have the cost of flying and such. Mm. So what the trainings are great for just anyone who wants to use it in their lives or with their families and friends. And then obviously to, if they want to add it to their healing practice, I think it's, it's for everyone. Um, and what was the other question? Let's see. Why, what would they learn from it? Is that what you'd like to know? Well, who is it really for? So right now, if you're interested in this, if you've enjoyed, cause I've so enjoyed this. I mean, it's been five years since we connected. You, you really walk your talk. You show up grounded. You show up educated, intelligent, really able to go anywhere in the conversation. And that's how I know that someone's really a master at what they do. EFT can be fairly complicated if you haven't practiced it a lot. EFT from a master can be really simple because essentially it's just what you're showing through your experience. So the reason I'm saying that is because I don't know any other EFT practitioners that I would want to interview on the podcast. I really haven't talked about it at all. Mm. So I think about your, your level one, your level two, if someone is here with us and they're feeling inspired, we'll link this right down below joshtrent.com forward slash tapping. And that'll give people all the access to your programs. They can sign up for the in-person or the online what are they actually going to learn? I mean, obviously they'll learn the introduction and the basics, but in level yeah. two, that's for the practitioners. Well, it's for both. It's for everyone. I just like to mention too, for people that were interested in just talking to me and wanting to understand more, whether or not to work together or train, um, I do have complimentary consults too. And that's easy to book an appointment online with me if people have questions. Um, so, but the trainings, yeah, I, I love it because they're so in-depth. We, You think, well, how could this training be like four days? You know, level one's two days and level two, two days. It's level one we cover, we do cover all the basics. But what I love about this training is that we really go into why are we doing this? We go into the brain and kind of the research behind why we tap. So we're just doing that. And then we get into the tapping points and going through the basic recipe of tapping. So you can leave level one Knowing how to tap, we do cover trauma in the first level, which is great. So you know, okay, 
if I know someone, let's say someone had a car accident a few weeks ago, you would be able to tap with them. Um, and so that just in level one, you're getting that. Level two, what I love about it is we go into the belief systems and the patterns. And so many people are surprised at, so just for yourself to know, I had no idea some of the idea uh, beliefs I was carrying around prosperity and money and self-worth until I took the training. And you're going through these beliefs and rating them and going, oh my God, I can't believe I think these things, right? Yeah. So I think level two is so interesting because that's where we go into the pattern, the, the, um, the patterning and the belief system work and really getting after. And that's such the bulk of EFT. It really is the heavyweight of even if you didn't have a trauma, you know, what, what kind of patterns are in my life? If you did have a trauma, how is that re- reoccurring? How is that, that thing, it's, it's still going in my life? That, um, what do I say? Operating system is still running. So I think that's really beautiful about level two. But people just, some people just want to take the first one just to get the base knowledge. But you leave being able to work with people. So it's really great. We only have a couple minutes. Um, in the last two minutes, yeah. I just want to share yeah. one thing. Like, I am definitely in a space in my life right now where I am exploring whatever I feel called to explore so that I can gain more wisdom. That's why I renamed the podcast. That was my death and rebirth. And one thing that I've been reflecting on, which is a question I always ask every guest at the end of every show, but this one's really specific for you and I. The, the road you've taken to get here, going through your own emotional inventory, doing the practices, working with clients, how do you define wellness? In other words, what, what does it mean to live your life well? Mm, that's a good one. Um, well, I, well, especially because I am working with people, I absolutely t- have to take care of myself. Right. And I think what was nice about going into EFT had already been a client for so many years. I continue to do it with, you know, I swap with other practitioners. So wellness, God, I think it's, it's so much bigger than just like, you know, eating well and things like that. I think it's really taking care of yourself and taking care of it to clear anything that has happened to you in your life. Um, that was traumatic and both everyday stress, right? And to stay grounded. I think I take that very seriously. Um, I'm human. (laughs) Life happens constantly. And so I think it's taking care of your nervous system regularly. I mean, every day. Regularly. And staying, I mean, people use the word grounded so much, but I really do think, especially living here in LA, I mean, you can kind of get swept away. And I think with all the energy, so absolutely having a daily practice to ground um, and, and keep your feet on earth because it's, and then navigate through. So I think whatever that is for you, wellness it can be so much in there. It's overwhelming, especially I'm sure in Austin, because there's all these choices. So for me, it was, can I narrow this down and pick my top three? So for me, that's EFT. I do get acupuncture regularly. And then it's the Kundalini yoga. 
So I think it was about maybe not, I mean, there is so much here. You sure. could, it, it, and it got overwhelming when I first moved. I said, all right, let me narrow down my daily practice. Not that I won't go do breath work or I don't go and do these awesome things, but can I have a core set that's what I do every day? That's kind of the, I think that's where the magic is for me, was, was, was narrowing it, picking my top three, and then going from there. That was wise. Thank you. I feel that. And I know that sometimes in my own life, I've felt like too many choices An overwhelming bevy of choices can actually force me, if I'm not aware, to choose not to choose anything and to stay stuck. So that was beautiful. Like having three things that you can actually work on embodying is huge. Yeah. Amy, thank you for this. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the spaces we went in the conversation. It was a different podcast about tapping, you know, and obviously if you came in and you fast forwarded, or if you're listening to this now, go to the beginning. We did a small practice so you can see the beginning pieces of what tapping looks like. Again, joshtrent.com forward slash tapping. You can go to tappingfortruth.com and reach out to Amy if you need anything. Amy, we covered a lot of ground. You feel like we missed anything as parting guidance for you to say as we say goodbye? Oh, gosh, no, you were very thorough. We really dove in. Um, no, I think we covered everything. It's beautiful. Well, where can people find you besides your website? Are you active on the social or are you doing Kundalini instead? Uh, no, my, my Instagram is also at tapping for truth. And then the website tapping for truth.com. That's how they can find me. Okay. Well, you guys know what to do until we see you again next week. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash community where we're talking more about this and Amy and tapping Amy. Thank you for the work you do in the world. Thank you for cutting through all the BS and tapping for truth. (laughs) Yes, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay, you guys. Until Amy and I see you again, we'll talk to you soon. I'm wishing you love and wellness. Thank you for being here with us on the podcast. You can access all the wellness and the wisdom over at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. You can get every single thing you need to access all the wisdom you have inside of your body and heart and soul right at joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. If you want to be coached directly by me and be a part of this thriving wellness force global community, just go to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start your journey today. Get the M21 wellness guide with six science backed practices that'll help you body, mind, and soul. Start your day with the right intention and the right mindset so your physical body can give you love back. That's joshtrent.com forward slash M21. Start today. I'm waiting for you. You have the community right here, right now at your fingertips. You just have to have the courage to take the first step. joshtrent.com forward slash M21 to get your free 21-day six-part science-backed guide.